Hey friends, welcome to God on Tap. As always, I am Nika Spaulding here with you today. And we yesterday looked at the first uh, oracle against the nation of Damascus. And today we're going to pick up and look at two more of those oracles as Amos continues to look at the surrounding nations. And so let's uh, jump right in. Today is Amos chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. Amos chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. And this is the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they carried into exile a whole people to deliver them up to Edom. So I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza, and it shall devour her strongholds. I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod and him who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the remnant of the Philistines shall pass, says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Tyre and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they delivered up a whole people to Edom and did not remember the covenant of brotherhood. So I will send fire upon the wall of Tyre, and it shall devour her strongholds. This is the word of the Lord. Um, You might have caught that it's very similar to the passage yesterday that we read, that Amos is going to continue on um, in this pattern of accusation, or excuse me, intro, accusation, judgment. But today, these uh, Gaza and Tyre are very similar, if you caught that. Um, For three transgressions of four, we have Gaza that we start with, and it says that they carried into exile a whole people to deliver them up to Edom. And so in other words, remember yesterday I said, when you're listening to the accusations, what makes God mad? Well, here we have human trafficking. You can add that to the list of things that makes God mad. God is not okay with slavery in this form. Well, I could venture to guess ever, but there are ways in the Old Testament that allows for a different kind of slavery. But human trafficking? No, 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 no. That is, that is not okay. In God's economy, people are not commodities. People are never commodities in God's economy. And, and because of that, we see that they are handing them off to the Edomites. Interestingly enough, these Edomites, I think it's important that we understand what's going on here. And we're going to, the Edomites play a pretty major role in this, in the beginning of this book. And then the book that follows Amos is going to be the book of Obadiah, which is all about the Edomites. In order to understand what's going on here, you got to go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Abraham is a man that God has set apart. Abraham has his son Isaac, and he has made a promise to Abraham. God has made a promise to Abraham. That promise passes down to Isaac, and then Isaac has twin boys, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob is technically the younger brother, but he's the one that receives the blessing. He then steals, uh, manipulates, uh, barters, uh, whatever you want to say, the birthright from Esau. Esau is starving. Jacob makes him a bowl of soup. He's like, give me a bowl of soup. And he's like, uh, bro, can I have your birthright? And he's like, no. And he's like, give me your birthright. And he's like, fine. And okay, so one, Esau, value your birthright more. How hungry could you possibly have been? Uh, that's like the perfect, like, I don't know why people don't hire me to do marketing. It'd be a great Snickers commercial if you knew your Bible. It'd be like, sometimes you're selling your birthright when you haven't had enough to eat. Have a Snickers, man. And Esau could have saved his birthright. But nobody asks, and I don't have a marketing degree whatever. But anyways, Esau sells his birthright. So Jacob and Esau, because of this, they have a very tenuous relationship. Um, they, they feud with each other so much so that Jacob has to run away from home because he believes that his brother is going to kill him. 
And then you continue on, and from Esau, there's another time where the brothers reconnect, but you can tell Jacob doesn't really trust his brother because Esau's like, please come back to to, to be with me. And, and Jacob's like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. And then they go separate ways again. Fast forward, Esau becomes the Edomites. Okay, so so these guys are brothers, okay? So the Edomites, in, in a lot of ways, are cousins of the Israelites. They are if you trace your family back far enough, you, you come from the same branch here. You should, you should be kind to each other. Well, there's a story in the book of Numbers where the people of God need to pass through the land of Edom. They're on their way. They're trying to get on their way to the promised land. And they come to the king and they're like, hey, we want to pass through your land. We won't eat your food. We won't do anything we're not supposed to do. We are, we are a weakened people. Because remember, they have come out of slavery from Egypt. And they're like, we just, we just want to pass through. And they say no. Okay. And so the Edomites should, because they were once brothers with the Israelites, they should have a great relationship. But because of family strife, the Edomites are not kind. So now you see them, they're engaging in human trafficking. Okay. This is not good. And not only are they engaging in it, but you've got Gaza that's participating in it as well. And so Gaza is a city, it's a part of the Philistine nation. These are, so in this first accusation or gosh I keep doing that intro accusation judgment oracle what you have is the intro is Gaza the accusation is human trafficking and the judgment is you're going to see God starts naming regions of the Philistines so you've got Ashdod, Ashkelon, Ekron those are all Philistine cities and so God is basically saying hey these these hubs these centers of commerce and power and authority as part as the Philistine nation they are coming down I'm going to send fire down on them, says the Lord. And so God is going to deal with them because they're international war crime. I'm frustrated that you're doing human trafficking. Edomites, I'm going to deal with you as well. You shouldn't be doing these things. And so God's going to rain fire down on them. And then here comes Tyre. Almost the exact same accusation. Did y'all catch that? For three transgressions of a four, here's we go Tyre. And you're like, okay, what did they do? And it says that they delivered up a whole people to eat them. Same thing. Which, by the way, Edom must just be in this human trafficking business because if two different nations are doing this, what is wrong with you, Edom? But anyways, whatever. It's neither here nor there. No, it is important. Stop doing that, Edom. But I'm saying it's neither here nor there because this was like a long time ago. But anyways, did you catch, though, that it's almost the exact same repetition? And then there's this little bit of phrase in there and did not remember the covenant of brotherhood. And so what's going on there? Well, most likely what's going on there is the the country of Tyre way back in the day. You remember me in the first episode, I talked about David, King David. So David was the original, the OG king over all of Israel. And in the, well, and it happens today. There's a reason why countries have borders, okay? You're trying to figure out where you end and others begin, and you try to protect your borders because sometimes you can have, people are antagonistic. You can also have allies, but borders are really important. So the countries surrounding you in the ancient world were either allies or they were antagonists, and there's not a whole lot of in-between. Well, for, for the Israelites, for whatever reason, the king of Tyre, at the same time that David was king of Israel, was a guy named Hiram, or Hiram, depending, H-I-R-A-M. Uh, you can find these stories in 1 Kings 5. They were buds. They're like broskies. So much so that Hiram was like, dude, I love you. That's actually what the Bible says. It says that King Hiram loved David. So whatever reason, they just hit it off. They liked each other. They appreciated their, I don't know, fighting skills, whatever the reason is, there was this 
this mutual love between these kings. And, so, and also when David is no longer king and Solomon's king, Hiram also loves Solomon. And so that's what most likely that reference is, that at one point Tyre was the type of country that aligned himself, aligned itself positively towards Israel. And which would have been a good thing for them to do. Like the, if you're going to align yourself with a country, why wouldn't you align yourself with a country that has Yahweh over presiding over it? And so that's most likely what's happening. And now you can see how far gone they are from that, that now they're engaging in human trafficking and God is not pleased and he has the same judgment for them that he's going to rain fire down on them upon these two countries for engaging in human trafficking. So that's what's going on here. Introduction, you've got Gaza and Tyre, accusation, you both engaging in human trafficking with the Edomites, and I'm frustrated with all of you. And Tyre, I'm especially frustrated with you because you used to have a covenant of brotherhood, so here's the judgment. I'm burning it all to ground. Again, this covenant-type language, there's going to be consequences for that. So that's what's going on in these passages. So what's the big so what for us today? I think, again, you have to take your shoes off as best you can and put them on as the people that are being trafficked. Um, why does God care so much about, about this? Uh, I said it earlier, people are not commodities. They're not. And I think the dangerous thing that happens when you choose to devalue humans, and there's no other way to engage in human trafficking without devaluing them. And I'm saying this in a city that's part of a country that has a horrific history of this. Like, I'm not unaware of how America got its origins, that we as a country, grew our profits and grew our economic stature by devaluing black bodies in our country in such a way that we built up our cities at the expense of people from Africa, from Mexico, and from the native lands. I'm, I'm not unaware of that. And the only way that you can do that, the only way that you can engage in that kind of human trafficking is to devalue these humans. And this is very obvious in, in the papers and the rhetoric that people weren't even sure black people were fully human, that they were often compared to animals or other degrading language. And that's the only way you do that. But here's the cost, right? Obviously, it's just wrong. We'll, we'll just say that. I mean, there's no way around it. It's, it's evil. It's wrong. We need to repent of that. If people are engaged in that today, woe to them. But not only that, is the only way that you can truly devalue another human is also then to devalue your own soul. Because if you're going to devalue any human to the point that you're not sure that they're worthy of dignity, honor, and value, then you're in real danger of doing that to your own soul. Because you have the same dignity, honor, and value that they do. That the reality is, is that human trafficking is always wrong always wrong because because of the image that we bear because we're not animals because we're not less than because nothing that is a part of who you are your ethnicity your abilities your intellect your nationality none of those things gives you the value the intrinsic worth and value that you already have the reality is is that a triune god who eternally existed in three persons one essence out of the overflow of their relationship the God eternally existed in self-donating, loving relationship before creation said, let us make man and woman in our image. And we, every human bears that image. Every human bears that image, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of the intellect of their mind, regardless of the abilities of their body, regardless of anything, anything, anything you want to put in there, anything. And because of that, every human 
from womb to tomb is endowed with honor and dignity and worth and value. And if you engage in human trafficking, you are devaluing what God has already deemed incredibly valuable, what he sent his son to redeem on the cross. And in doing so, you will in ultimately, you will devalue yourself, your soul. There will be a cost to this. There, there always is. You cannot demean another human being without there being a cost to your own soul. You can't just decide that you're going to arbitrarily make divides about who is valuable and who is not valuable and think that there's not a cost to that. And so in these passages, again, we have a chance to look at what is it that God values? Well, God values humans. Why? Because he made us in his image. He set us to rule and be on mission with him. And he told us all that we have to learn to live with each other. So that if Hiram at one point could love David and their countries could be together and united in this way, what's to say that Tyre couldn't do it again? Tyre, don't forget your covenant of brotherhood. Esau, Edomites, do not forget that you were once brothers with Jacob. And yes, there was a broken relationship there. Return, make it whole. How is it okay in your economy to devalue another human? What went wrong along the way? And so that's the big so for, for us today is that there is a real cost to, to in whatever ways that you would look out into the world and say, I think less of this person. That I think because of this or that, that somehow they're intrinsically less valuable. And so here's the question for us today. I think sometimes we are pretty far removed from some of the atrocities of slavery in our country that sometimes we think we're not in danger of committing these sins. I many of us listening today, and who knows, I don't know, I I don't want to presume upon people, but I, I would venture to guess most of us living today are not in danger of trafficking another human. I do think, though, we're in grave danger of not checking our own economic system that we've created for humans, that I think we are in grave danger. Let me say it like this, that sometimes because of our own biases and prejudices, we can inadvertently or advertently, I don't know, like we can sometimes maybe be a little unaware that we are devaluing people around us. There's certain types of people that we just tend to think are more valuable. I'll just say it like that. There are certain types of people that we tend to think are more valuable. And on the other side of that, we tend to think some people are less valuable. And so the so what for us today is for God to look at foreign nations and say, this is wrong, so much so that I'm going to bring judgment upon you, then I think we have to check our hearts and say, are there people that I would devalue? that I would make less than, because the natural conclusion is you continue to devalue people, you continue to make them less than human, then you begin to treat them as less than human. And that's where the root of human trafficking comes from. So that's our so what for us today is, are you valuing humans, all of them, through the lens that God would have, that they are endowed with human dignity, honor, worth, value, and then I'm going to turn it on you, and I'm going to venture to guess that some of you have a hard time believing this about yourself, that sometimes you think you have to earn your worth, you have to earn your dignity, you have to earn your value. And I know this is a far stretch from Amos, but I'm just going to try and be pastoral in this moment because I've been a women's minister and now a pastor for a couple of years, and I know that people struggle with this. And so do I think there's a real application to the Amos? Yes. Stop human trafficking if you're doing it. But in that stretch, I'm just going to tell you, I think I think it's sometimes really difficult for some of us to believe that God loves us and he made us in his image and we bear that image despite the things that we have done 
and despite the things that have been done to us. So if you're listening to this and you're not sure you're the valuable one, I need you to understand that God deeply cares and loves for you and he made you in his image and he invites you into mission with him and he sent his son to die for you in such a way that you could walk in a manner worthy of your calling and know your worth and value in the Lord. So if that's you, I pray that you would find a friend and talk about it, consider these things. All right, friends, if nobody's told you today that they love you, I do, but way more importantly, the God whose image you bear is crazy about you. Peace.